full They're disclosure, still... if George and I were forced to be on the Amazing Race, we'd probably get divorced after. Uh... There are just some people no. that are not meant to do that kind Here's of show together. We would never go on the Amazing Race never, together because never, I know I know never. the outcome. <laughs> That would, would be like, let's sign the agreement to be on the show, and then right after that, sign our divorce decree. Because yeah. yeah, no, we would not do that. That yeah. is a terrible idea. I'm too competitive. To, I'm too competitive to compete in something that I believe matters so much with someone I care about. Because my feeling, you know, I can't keep up to your level. No, and then, no, that's not what I'm saying. And you're it's, too mean. It's because of my feelings about winning at all costs. And I know yeah. you don't have those same feelings. So when I'm ready to cut somebody's throat, you're like, oh, let's buy him a pillow. And I'm like, <laughs> no, get out of my way. You're an idiot. list. See, I got it right this time. I'm Amanda. I'm your hostess, and this is the podcast where we do stuff, drink wine, and count down our top five favorites of all the things. I'm joined tonight by Casey, uh, Mr. Regular Guest, and then we have a special guest who will not be hosting trivia, my husband, George. Yeah, I'm right. Uh, If if I was, you would be losing. Well, that's why you're not invited to play with us anymore. (laughs) Because I'm better than you? Okay, fair enough. We took, we took your ball away. And I took both of them away when I married you. But Just kidding. Wow, that was terrible. You know you were thinking it, or something along those lines. So yeah, um, second time in 24 hours recording with Casey, or a little over that, and my second time today. So it's been a busy recording schedule. But George has been working all day, every day, so... It's like uh, we're in the same house, but this is the most I've got to look at him in two days. And it's over video because we're sitting in separate rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Well, didn't we discuss doing this episode like a month and a half ago, two months ago, something like that? Yeah. When Big Brother first started. Yeah. (laughs) And now the finale Uh is this week. (laughs) George has been a busy little bee. Perfect time to record this episode. Exactly. I'll drop it on Tuesday. Finale will be on Wednesday, right? Is on Wednesday. Yeah, it's yes. on Wednesday. We'll be good to go. I'm guessing tonight will be. Mm. Is it on tonight? Will it be part one of the final HOH tonight? Probably. Yeah. And so, in honor of Big Brother season, what are we on? Twenty four, twenty five. I should have looked that up. I should have known that. Wow. E- either way, it's been on for over twenty oh, fucking mother. years. What kind of host am I dealing with here? Does doesn't even know what season we're on? I think it's twenty four. Right. I'm pretty sure it's twenty four. Either way, mm. we're counting down our top five personal favorite players of all time. So we kind of went back and forth about should we talk about who we consider to be the best players or the people that were our personal favorites? Because I, for me, those lists would be they would overlap totally a little, different. but they'd be different. Season twenty three, by the way. Oh, okay. Thanks. 
I was close. George won. He beat me to the punch. <laughs> yeah. 23, 24. They're all the same. So this, this will be fun. Um, I had a hard time with this one because yeah, it was, it was kind of putting the people I liked the best versus the people that played the best and kind of trying to find a happy medium. I'm sure George went with the people he thought played the best because that's how George rolls, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> well, I'm kind of sort of in the same boat anyway, because like my favorites are the ones that I feel throughout the course of what, 23, almost 23 complete seasons have played the best game. Right. Day one to finale. But like mine wouldn't all necessarily be people that won. Like I still think they played a good game, but it was the gameplay plus other things that made them to me an overall good player. So we shall see. So before we do that, we are going to do some sip libs. Who's ready? I'm so excited. Oh, yay. Sorry. Uh, George's first tip lib. It <laughs> is. George's first. Um, the one this morning was very PG because we were recording at nine o'clock Johnny's time. He's on the West what Coast the as fuck? well. So it was, and Johnny doesn't know me that well. He's listened to the show and I know he cusses because I've listened to Moral Combat, but we kept it. He was keeping it pretty PG. So I did the same thing. It was still cute, but I'm ready for this one to not be as PG. So the title of this one is The Speech Song, Part 1. So since it has to do with a speech and giving speeches, that's a Big Brother thing. So we can try to Big Brother this up a little bit, too, if you guys want to. We'll see where my vulgarity goes. (laughs) Are we ready? My virgin ears cannot handle it. Yeah, right. Whatever. (laughs) I can definitely vouch for the fact that that is not the case. All right. Well, so, I'm pretty sure I've recorded plenty of episodes of both podcasts with, with your wife, George, and I know good and hell well that there's a lot of potty mouth that goes on at your guys' house. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, and, and I will say, um, I've listened to this, uh, all of your episodes, obviously. And um, as you're getting ready to get started, aren't you supposed to ask people what they're drinking and more specifically ask Casey what he's not drinking? Oh my God. Wow. Look at you. I did totally skip over that, didn't I? <laughs> or maybe I was so on the freaking ball and he knows me. I think yeah. I, I, I've, I know your show better than you do at this point. Yeah, whatever. Okay, fine. Well, let's talk about what we're sipping before we do the sip libs. George, yeah, you why don't you tell the, people, tell the people what you borrowed from me to drink tonight? I actually don't know what it is. It's just whatever Amanda was drinking and it was in the refrigerator. So I uh, poured some into a glass for myself. Nice. All right. Well, we're fancying it up real nice. Like pinkies up fancy. The only thing that makes us fancy is drinking it out of a glass. Let me just tell you. It is the Kirkland brand from Costco, Rosé Prosecco. But you know what? This shit is $6.99 and it's good. So I'm not going to knock it. Amanda's really excited because Costco has self-checkout. Yes. So I can go just for the cheap booze. Yeah, our Costco has self-checkout. Because that was my thought. was like, why would you put a self-checkout at Costco? Who goes to Costco to buy one thing? But George went once just to look for our pillows. And now I can go and just get the cheap champagne and be be sweet. Oh, Casey. Not what I go to Costco for, but yeah. 
May I help you? Are you here to disappoint me again? How do I know what's in that? He was and drinking Powerade, I will say, or Gatorade, one of the two. Is that a rum and, rum and Pepsi again? Yes, it is. All right. I was finishing Woo-hoo. off my Powerade so I could drink this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Three Cheers in to- a row, by the yeah. Three in a row, by the way. Thank you very much. You're doing well. I appreciate it. It's no uh, Jen Higgins style of drinking, but I'm I'm impressed. No. Nobody keeps up with the Higginses as it relates to drinking. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, George just threw out the minivan. And if you don't know what the minivan is, go Urban Dictionary because I'm not going to. Oh, oh, that was the shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. That's the early version of the yeah. minivan. Two in the front, five in the back. It's a minivan. Yeah, that's disgusting. Oh, wait, you're talking about a minivan. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. That, that's how it works. <laughs> two people in the front five people fit in the back yep people body parts whatever it's okay all right now we're gonna do some sip libs casey y'all right there Uh uh-huh why are you shaking your head you people are corrupting my ears he looked up the 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 minivan (laughs) if you're looking at the screen i'm showing you what it is it's the symbol it's two in the front five in the back Let's get dirty. I'm ready to get dirty. (laughs) All right, George, you're going to go first. So put me on the spot here. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the speech song. And let's go. Give me a noun. Anus. Nice. (laughs) Casey, a number. 69. I knew it. All right. Me, a plural noun. Where do we always where do we always go with these sip lips? Yeah. Straight in the freaking gutter. You didn't even have to ask me for the damn one. <laughs> Plural noun. I'm gonna big brother it up a little bit. I'm gonna say Rachel's boobs. Because those things are massive. Okay. George, occupation. Yeah. <laughs> occupation, plural. Hostess. Ooh. Hostesses. Hostesses. It's not where I thought you would go with that. All right, Casey, give me a noun. Veto. Okay. Adjective for me. Well, I mean, it has to be said. Certifiably fuckable. Because that's a weekly or every yeah. episode entry into the sip libs now. It's man- yeah, it's mandatory. I did it earlier, too. All right, George, give me a verb. Mm, Voting. Let's say vote because it's not ING. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Casey, give me a noun. Loader. Nice. Uh, Noun. Let's say. Oh, man, that won't fit. Okay. Um taint why not okay (laughs) george verb ending in ed evicted oh casey another number uh 77 okay plural noun i'm gonna say jesse's muscles fuck jesse goddard (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. All right, George, give me a verb. Uh, wow. My brain <laughs> is just completely... I was trying to give us something Big Brother related. It doesn't have to be Big Brother related. We just want to make some of it Big Brother related. Okay. It could be suck. potty mouth. All right. Or suck. suck. How about suck? Yeah. All right. Casey, adjective. Huge. I'm going to say huge. <laughs> I'm not going to say huge. Adjective for me. I'm going to say skanky. All right, George, noun. So you really are trying to bring up Rachel Riley then, aren't you? <laughs> that Rachel's was not about boobs, Rachel. Skank- Rachel's boobs, skanky. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. All right, George, give me a noun. Anal leakage. <laughs> um, Is that a noun? It's a thing. I guess that's true. Okay. <laughs> It is a serious medical condition. It is. If you have that problem, please speak to your doctor. All right. Casey, a verb. Fuck. Stole it from me. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) A noun for me. I'm gonna say Otev. All right, George. Verb ending in I-N-G. Tasting. Mm. Okay. Casey, a noun. This is a long one. That's what she said. Longer than the one I did. (laughs) (laughs) Noun. Yes. House guest. Okay. Plural noun for me. I'm going to say labia. Because love gives you labia. (laughs) <laughs> George, verb Both ending in... curtains. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> no, verb ending in ed. Punched. Okay. Like donkey punched or <laughs> I, I, I was thinking junk punched. <laughs> okay. And then let's do what that. Xavier should have done to freaking Kylan. Yeah. Kylan the other night. Damn. That was that was rough. That was so rough. Um, Casey, a body part. Booby. Okay. Um, a verb. I'm going to say shag. All right. George, give me a time. Like something o'clock. 9.22. Nine. Is that what you mean by time? Beer 30. It says something and it says o'clock. So I think it has to be a round number, right? Because you wouldn't say 923 o'clock. Well, that's true. Okay, fine. How about six? I'll put 923, and if it doesn't work, I'll just say nine. How about that? Fine. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, Casey, adjective. Blue. Okay. A day. I'm going to say Thursday. Nudie Magazine Day. (laughs) Ooh, that's better. Can I steal it? Sure. Okay. (laughs) What day is it? October? Technically, what what month starts here in the next few days? (laughs) October. It's Nudie Magazine Day. (laughs) Nudie Magazine Day month. All right, George, a verb ending in S. 
A verb ending in S. Screws. Okay. Casey, a verb. Evict. Okay. Adjective for me. I'm going to say tits up. (laughs) (laughs) George, body part. No, hers are tits out. Tits up is like dead. A a beaver. (laughs) A beaver. Tits up. (laughs) Casey, I'll tell you that story. Okay, George. uh, Body part, plural. Roast beef curtains. God damn it. Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) that's another story I have to tell you that ironically involves the same trip as uh, beaver tits up all right uh casey last one give me a verb vomit <laughs> right all right here we go oh i think this is gonna be good okay ladies and gentlemen of the anus of 69 <laughs> wear rachel's boobs if i could offer you only one tip for the future Rachel's boobs would be it. The long-term benefits of Rachel's boobs have been proven by hostesses, whereas the rest of my advice has no veto more reliable than my own certifiably fuckable experience. (laughs) (laughs) I will vote this advice now. Enjoy the floater and taint of your youth. Hmm. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the floater and taint of your youth until they're evicted. But trust me, in 77 years... You'll look back at Jesse's muscles of yourself and recall in a way you can't suck now how huge you really looked. You are not as skanky as you imagine. <laughs> don't think that's true. <laughs> don't worry about the anal leakage. Or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to fuck an OTEV equation by tasting house guests. <laughs> there you go. Don't worry about the anal leakage. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. The real labia in your life are apt to be things that you never junk punched. Your worried booby, the kind that shag you at 923 on some blue nudie magazine day. <laughs> Do one thing every day that screws you. Evict. <laughs> sorry don't be tits up with other people's roast beef curtains (laughs) I mean obviously obviously (laughs) don't put up with people who are tits up with yours vomit but trust me on the Rachel's boobs (laughs) the end (laughs) that was pretty good (sighs) don't be tits up with other people's roast beef curtains come on y'all and don't worry about your anal leakage. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's it's no worries. Everybody has that problem. Woo. All See, right. And look at all the helpful advice that your listeners are getting from all these new sip libs that we're doing every week. I know. Anal leakage is a real medical problem. Like Casey said, we're here to help you through it. But don't show me or anything. Fecal Japan. What? Uh, is that yeah. another thing i need to urban dictionary you should you should look up uh youtube it probably see if you can find it fecal japan is this something i'm not gonna want to see and i'm gonna come stab you in the face after i see it i promise you it's something you do not want to see okay then i will not thank you a- ask steven 
to describe I, it to you next time. No, because I don't want to ask Stephen about anything that involves being disgusting or whorish because I know he'll go into graphic detail. <laughs> it was a video that somebody found in college and showed us. Fecal Japan. No, thanks. Okay. Lord. Moving on. Um, so should one of us remind you that next on the schedule is we need to make our guesses as to how many we have in common no i actually was that's where i was going with that okay i'm just reminding you because you know you have had a track record of every time introducing your show as an evening at the movies yeah and you've had a track record of (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway all right so yes um i think anyway george and i are gonna know pretty well i think what each other's lists are going to consist of Casey and I, I think, I think you and George are going to have a lot in common, actually. Um, George, why don't you make your predictions? How many in common will you and I have, and how many will you and Casey have? Because um, you two don't know each other that like yeah. that. So you and I, I'm I answered say... George's trivia questions. I know enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I, I'm going to say three. Okay. Casey and I, I have no clue, so I'm going to say two only because there's only a finite number of people that you can choose from because let's be clear no one's choosing aza as one of the best players (laughs) in in the in in the universe right so i'm gonna say two i have big d at number one (laughs) i'm gonna say jesus i'm gonna say two all right casey and i casey I'm going to go with, see, I was thinking along the same lines that you were, is that George and I may have a lot in common, but if he and I have a lot in common, that means we're all going to have a lot in common, because if he thinks you guys all match up, then we're all three going to match up, so I'm going to go with the safe number and just go for three for both of you. Okay. I am going to go with, so I think George and I are going to have three, but I am certain of two of them. I don't think we'll have them in the same place, but I am certain of two, maybe three. I'm going to say two for both. Casey, I'm not really sure. I think, I think for sure we're going to have two. I know which two for sure George and I are both going to have just because we've talked about this over all 15 years we've been together. So but well, yeah, you and I have kind of sort of had discussions as well. Yeah, we have bringing up this topic. So, well, and George no. is going to know my number one uh, as we get through the list. And I haven't said this person yet. He's going to know when we get to it, who it is. Oh. So, but we'll see. All right. I've got a gut feeling who your number one is. I don't think but you do. I'm not. I mean, mm. I think you do, but I don't think you're right. Mm. We'll see. So, All right. George KK is Lauren likes to call you. What's your number five? Let's see. My number five is, so this was tough, right? When you get to number five, you know, you make a list of probably 10 or so is what I did. And, mm-hmm. and number one, number two, number three are usually pretty easy to figure out. Maybe they're interchangeable within there, that area, but four and five start to get tough because I could put so many different people in number five, but mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm going to go with Cody from 
from the original season 16. Obviously, he was in season, was it 17 or 18? Yeah, but um, I'm going to go with him from from season 16 because I I think his loyalty um, is, is something that while I don't believe in the big, let me clarify, in the Big Brother <laughs> game, in the game of Big Brother, I do not believe in loyalty with the exception of maybe one or two other people. Everybody else is fair game and everything else is fair game. But his loyalty, while it lost him the game, ultimately, I think um, that was the big piece of why I put him at the at the top. Plus, the guy was just ridiculous he could do anything and and everything if he needed to win he could win he just he just ran up against somebody better I'm gonna leave it at that I'm gonna leave it at that yeah leave it at that let's not go there but yeah no I totally agree but but also that helped him because he won the next season he was on whatever it was 17 or 18 right so I think that good that good uh the good vibes went with him and that kind of loyalty is hard to find in Big Brother now. I really thought X and Kai had that. I really did. And that kind of hurt my feelings watching that. <laughs> but you maybe mean the almost X... fisticuffs as he's going out the door the other yeah, night. That was whoo. But I can also see it from X's perspective is that he doesn't want to be a Cody. He knows he's not winning against Kyland. I mean, Kyland's burned more bridges but he's also won the competitions and done the things. So I think, I think he beat, I think he would have beat Kylan. I really do. I I really think if he would have just sucked it up um, and realized, I think he would have beat Kylan because, because of the wins that he's got under his belt right now. And if he could somehow win this next HOH, I think again, he beats Kylan because everybody, while he hasn't won anything, all of a sudden when it was time to win, I mean, you look at that veto where they made the, the, the round logo, right? He mm-hmm. destroyed, he didn't just win that he destroyed everybody. And so, mm-hmm. so he could easily put a narrative to say, while I, it's easy for me to say, I threw him. while it's easy for me to say, I let other people win. Here's the proof that says I did, because when it was time for me to win, I won everything. Right. And, and I think he would have, I think he would have hands down beat Kylan. Maybe Kylan gets two votes, but I think he hands down beats him if he takes him. But now I don't know that I would, I don't know that I'd vote for him. I mean, I I don't know if I would either. I think his decision to win that last veto was terrible. When Mm -hmm. it was him and Ozza, he would have got the same outcome by letting Ozza win and Ozza kicking out Kylan, but he would have saved face with Kylan, which would have Mm -hmm. saved face with everybody else. And he would have still beat her. But when he chose to do what, in my opinion, what Tiffany did, Mm-hmm. He, he screwed himself. He made, he chose the, a decision to play for himself, even though it didn't change the outcome. And that's what Tiffany did. And that's why she got yeah. kicked out. So I, I think he loses that. So, sorry, that was a tangent yeah. uh, based cool. on this season. <laughs> yeah, let's just say Wednesday night is going to be a very, very interesting final episode. Yeah. I mean, Especially when it gets time to the last jury member unites with the rest of the jury. Mm-hmm. And they realize who the two are that are going to be sitting there, because more than likely it's going to be X and Big D. Yeah, and, and it, at least Big D can speak to his social game. Aza has nothing to stand on except for one. She was H-O-H trash. Win. <laughs> I mean, she may be a great person and all that, but as far as the game goes, she was trash. Yeah. 
I, I definitely would have liked to have seen Kai and X in the final two. But Kyland also, you know, it's the two people that deserve to be there. Obviously, yeah. Like whether you like X or not, in a lot of ways, he was the one pulling the strings with the cookout all season long. Yeah. And that's why I think it should be him and Tiffany, because yes, Tiffany screwed herself. That she's the reason she's not sitting there right now. But mm-hmm. Tiffany and Kylan did all the fucking work for the cookout. It was her idea. She set the plan in motion to let's each have a separate person. Like I like I said this to George and I might have said it to you, Casey. I I appreciate the idea of the cookout. I like kind of what they're trying to do. But I don't like that it brought two people to the now final three that would not have been sitting there otherwise. Derek and Ozzy are there because of that alliance, not because they did anything worthwhile in this game. But again, uh, no, I blame Tiffany, right? I, yeah, I, I, I was a I was a big time fan of Tiffany, and I would have voted for her to be at the end until she did. She made a decision to play. She made the wrong decision to play hard for herself because she's like, I've never been on the block and I'm not going to be on the block. Right. So she got, an she atti- didn't need to. Well, that's what I'm saying. She got an attitude yeah. and made a poor decision when the outcome would have been the exact same. And that is the problem. If the outcome's the same, why do that? Yeah. Well, Everybody- and let's be Sorry. honest here. I mean, in the course of the entire series, how many people have won the show without ever sitting on the block? One, one. only one person that we i'm sure we'll get to so <laughs> uh, i'm pretty sure because uh, to be oh. f- to be clear i do not count anybody in the final three sitting on the block as actually being on the block because you're not no. nominated you're there because you have to be that's not sitting on the block all right casey well, what's your number five or who i should say who is your number five <clears throat> my number five is probably throughout the course of the entire series of this show the biggest super fan to ever play the game and ultimately win the game ian steve that would be the one. Oh, ian okay i was like it's ian or steve yep well and i have more information about this pick but i don't necessarily want to give it because it's going to eliminate somebody from being on my list well that's but... kind of what we did with cody just talk around it <laughs> let's just say with the season that ian won who what when obviously it wasn't him and, and Ian on the block in the final two, but who was a part of that season that he got by? Dan. Yeah. Arguably that, one of the greatest big brother big brother players of all time. Right. And that's the season when they did the coaches, right? Yeah. Is that the one it, where Dan was a coach and then Ian was, yeah. Ian's on my long list, just like Cody's on my long list. They didn't break my top five, but yeah, I love Ian. He was very smart, yeah, I mean, very vulnerable when he needed to be. He was a, a loyal dude. And he played the game really well. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan of people coming on like Big Brother, Survivor, whatever, and saying that they're super fans or making it public that, you know, I've been watch I've seen every episode from the very beginning and all blah 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 because that clearly paints a huge freaking tar- yeah. target on your back and no offense to ian but ian is not the most intimidating person in the world <laughs> and with the exception of maybe you know an intelligence challenge from time to time 
he isn't going to out physical anybody in an HOH or a veto competition. I mean, right. he's what a bucko five soaking wet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I liked Ian. I, I didn't, I didn't have him in, I will say I didn't have him in my top list. Um, he didn't even make my short list to be honest with you. Um, okay. Although I, um, or long list, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. I'm, I just, he was okay in my book. I, he was, he got subbed into my top five literally at the last minute as I'm clicking on the link in my email because I initially had Dan at number five and then I had the whole, well, Dan won, but then Dan lost and lost to Ian. So just for shits and giggles, I subbed Dan out and put Ian in. Okay. And I had Ian and Steve together, and I I almost put Steve in my top five, which, you know, somebody may have him, but I felt like Ian and Steve were similar players and similar, like, personality types. Um, I I liked Steve a little bit better, but yeah. No, Ian's a good pick. I I like him. I mean, he won, so what can you say, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think winning the game makes you a great player pretty much all the time. All right. Well, my number five, I am pretty sure is going to knock one off all of our lists. So um, we can just get it out of the way. I have a feeling that George is going to have this one in the one or two spot or maybe three. I think he's definitely in your top three. And Casey, I don't know about yours, but my number five is Mr. Dan Giesling. And I've had my mixed feelings about Dan. George and I have talked about this because I feel like the first time he was there, I, I don't know, Dan did some really good stuff. I mean, Bruh won season 10 without ever winning an HOH. Like, how is that even possible? Um, you know, and then season 14, as one of the coaches, the people who had the biggest targets on their back, he made it to final two with Ian. Um, he won by a unanimous vote in season 10. So you can't really say that Dan's not a phenomenal player. Um and I did really like him until what he lied about. Some, was this the guy that lied about his wife being sick or something like that? Yeah. That's why I almost didn't put Dan on my list. And that's why he's number five. Cause I feel like there's some things you do to win the game and there's some things you don't do. And I didn't appreciate that. There are no things that you do not, you do all things to win. If you're on big brother, if you're on survivor, that's why I said um, earlier there you do whatever it takes loyalty be damned you do whatever it takes no matter what i would say short of having sex with somebody to win that that to me might be crossing the line but outside of i'm pretty of sure that, you fucking do it though but Asshole. out but outside of that you do anything and you say anything to win it is a game and it is you do not, not lie per- about that that comes that's called karma that comes back to bite you in the it ass it might but here's the thing you're there to win and and you win at all costs short of cheating you win at all costs yeah i'm actually going to back george up on this one because <laughs> even going back to the johnny fairplay's dead grandma he was doing oh, anything yeah. and everything he could to get himself into the finale to ultimately try and win the million dollars did it work for him no but yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just too. That's why you I should never think, play. 
you have to still play with some kind of honor. And there are other people on my list who managed to win and didn't have to lie about their spouse being sick to do so. So I think you can still play the game with honor and walk out of it feeling like a good person. I'm not saying it was honorable. I'm just saying there's different ways of playing the game. And that's one, one way of doing it. You, I've seen it done where you can be incredibly honorable, but I've also yeah. seen people like Boston Rob lie, cheat, steal, <laughs> throw everybody under the freaking bus to get and, to and the final that dude's two. On every season of Survivor, damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I will say that's eventually why they gave it to him is because it's like if we don't give it to him, he's going to keep coming back and keep coming <laughs> back. I mean, I, I will say that I it's probably not something I would do. Um, However, I do not dock him points for doing it because in my book, anytime you play a game, short of breaking the rules or cheating, everything else is fair game. And that includes loopholes and that includes uh, undermined things. That includes things that, 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 that society would look down upon as long as it's not breaking the rules of the game your job is to win. That's the only reason you play. It's like you say, we're just playing for fun. It's not fun to lose. Not on Big Brother, obviously. No. That's different. It's not but... fun to lose any game you play. I yeah, don't care yeah. if it's Monopoly or Go Fish with a one-year-old. My job <laughs> is to win. I'm not playing a one-year-old at Go Fish to lose. God, George. <laughs> this is not a good look for you right now, dear. All right, well, George, where was Dan on your list? Number two. That's kind of what I thought. Okay. You have anything you want to say? That about was Dan? my number five that got subbed out for Ian. So Dan's not on your list at all. I thought maybe you just moved him up. He's, he's, he's my number one honorable mention. Okay. George, anything you want to cover about Dan that I didn't say? No. I mean, I think, again, I, I think that while I may not have done and said some of those things, I don't fault him for doing that. Um, I mean, the guy, to your point, how do you win without being an HOH? That's yeah. crazy. That's absurd. So, I'm, and especially I'm on that that next season, the or the coach season, I mean, all of them. Their whole goal was to take out all of these coaches because they're they're um, they're veterans. They know what right. they're doing. Right. And for Dan to make it to final two, even though he didn't win, I think is a big a big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because I mean, even, you can even look at who the other coaches were that season. And he outlasted every freaking one of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like if we talked about Survivor a little bit, right? It's like it's like Sandra, right? If you come in a second time to play this game a second time and you're a winner a previous time and everybody mm-hmm. knows that you're a winner a previous time, the for you to win a second time or even in Dan's case, get to final two a second mm-hmm. time is absurd. I mean – that's it doesn't first, happen. Yeah. That's the first person you target to get out because they clearly know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, they, I mean, every time that they ever bring back newbies versus veterans on Survivor, that's always, mm-hmm. we need to get together and we need to get the veterans out. We need to get the veterans out because otherwise they're going to sit back. They've done this before. They know how to yeah. play the game. They're going to pick us off one by one. And it's happened before. Look, Sandra's won twice. Mm hmm. You know, obviously, I don't particularly care for her, but, you know. I don't either. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of her, but she still won twice. There's a reason why she and Boston Rob were in that freaking little hut thing. Yeah. 
Left. Their I own know. private island. <laughs> yeah, because she and whether you like either of the two of them or not, they both know how to play the game. Different styles of the game, but they know right. how to play the game. Agreed. All right, George. Well, that's one of ours I was certain we would have in common. <laughs> so what's your number four? Uh, number four uh, is one I believe that you and I will have in common. Okay. Um, I'm fair feel pretty confident that you and I will have this in common at some level um, because I'm not going to give that away anymore. So <laughs> um, my, my number four is Janelle. Oh yeah. So um, season six was when she was originally on, right? So going back a little bit further, people got reintroduced to her. Um, was it last season or the season before? Whenever yeah. that was. Um, it was last season because it was the COVID yeah, her, season where they just grabbed as many people as they could yeah, find to say her yeah. and Kaser and. Um, I mean, she just uh, specifically in season six when she was originally on, right? Uh, she was a complete beast. Um, mm-hmm. You couldn't stop her. You couldn't do anything to her. The only way they could they could get her out was to backdoor her. Basically, I think that's how she got evicted. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. she got she was she was a stud. Um, so. I feel pretty confident um, that she'll be on your list because I, I feel like uh, knowing you, um, <laughs> you will be focused on finding some females to be on your list. And she is one of the, if not the best female um, in the group. Hmm. So actually I did not focus on that, but I did want to be, because, because immediately I had one or two women in mind and then it started being mm-hmm. all men. So I did kind of even it out a little bit. Um, Janelle is actually my number three, but she is tied with one other person for number three. So well, when we get to it, I'll tell you. So we got two. I'm, I'm, I yeah. voted for, I said three, so I'm, we're getting closer. That's good. Well, now I think it's going to be three because I didn't think you would have Janelle. Okay. So it's definitely going to be three now. Okay. Um, yeah. She, freaking competition beast, totally underestimated because of what she looks like and I mean, yeah, she was amazing. She did not do as well on this last season. And I I blame that in part on both her and Nicole Franzel with their little feud and who even really knows what it was about. But yeah, I think she lost a step too. We're all, we're all getting old, right? Yeah. Let's let's be clear. Um, And uh, I think she lost a step. And while she had a good social game, the problem is, is when you're a returning player, that has a reputation of being a stud, a superstar, yeah. you have to have all aspects of your game working or you're not going to proceed forward because the first time you miss on a social, the first time you miss on a, on a physical, the first time you miss on a mental, right. So people are ready to pounce on you. Yeah. And I think she lost a step physically, which then, made it so that she wasn't hitting on all on cylinders and because people were targeting and focused on her because of her past she had no nowhere to go well and if i remember correctly wasn't it her first season where she won like an ungodly amount of vetoes mm-hmm. throughout the middle of the game yeah and ultimately she ended up losing a veto at the end which ended up getting her back doored and out the freaking door so she ended up not winning that season but yeah that i totally i mean that's you can't ignore things like that when especially when the veterans come back 
is yeah. if you know if you're going in there with somebody who's won six HOHs or eight vetoes over the course of a season that you, they might you might need to focus your attention on them in the first right. two evictions. And if and you I don't, her, oh sorry. Well, no, I'm just gonna say if you don't focus on them, then it's your own damn fault when they rise to the occasion and make it to final three or final two or right. whatever the case may be. And just so how Dan sailed through that is beyond me. <laughs> right. Um, I think Janelle's downfall was her relationship with Kaser. I think the two of them teamed up as a good alliance, but they were too close and too outspoken at all about times. It. Cause it was her and Kaser back in season six too. Right. And I, I appreciate that. Around but... the sovereign six. Because, yeah. like, the first season, it was, like, her and Kaser and Howie and... Oh, I forgot Bucka about Bucka. Howie. <laughs> Bucka... Oh, you won't forget about Howie here shortly when we get oh, to the end okay. of this, but... <laughs> No spoilers, but, yeah. I mean, there, there was, like, six people in that freaking alliance, and they went through the first half of the game like a hot knife going through butter mm-hmm. until dipshit Kaser screwed up and got himself evicted and then thrown back into the game to only get sent right back out the door on the next freaking eviction. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Because he was trying to manipulate, you know, favors with the other side of the house and he, they ended up freaking backdooring him. I I love Kaser. I did not put him on my top five just because I don't think he was really that good of a player, but as a person, he's just, he's one of my favorite people out of the whole thing, but I just don't think he played the game well enough to make a top five. But I like him as a person. There's a lot of people I like as people, but yeah. I'm not even putting him on my long list. I mean, I, yeah, I, didn't I appreciate Kaser as a decent human being. I also appreciate, well, I'm not going to throw other names out there because <laughs> that could spoil. All right. Well, let's, list. So let's get to your number. Your f- list, oh yeah. Casey? Was Janelle on your list anywhere? Long list. Okay. Okay, not the top five. Okay. Nope. So who's your number four? My n- number four is, I'm going to say his name, and then I'm, I will reveal more after I say his real name, but his name is Richard Donato, a.k.a. Oh, evil, evil dick. dick. Nope, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I'm, I'm not, well, okay, I'm not going off of the basis of his return visit to the big brother game because that was whatever but that whole duo's twist thing was just ridiculous it was in the first place that's the season but right the reason yeah no that yeah because he and danielle were in the house right. together and for those of you who don't know danielle is his estranged they were like estranged yeah very 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 estranged daughter even when it started coming out where people were starting to clue in that they are actually father and daughter and started talking to her about she's all like i can't stand him he's (laughs) everything i hate in freaking humanity Uh, these are not both assholes oh they are because danielle came back in the game and when she won she did a yep. lot of the same shit that her dad did when he won. So, yeah. you know, it is what the fact that he went through the game with that twist nipping at his heels and the fact that Danielle 
Marvin went late into the game with him. I don't remember what place Daniel came in that year, but you know that I tip my hat to him for being able to manipulate through that whole twist and not have it come back and bite him in the ass because of the fact that how estranged the two of their relationship was. Yeah. So that's why I have him way down on the list and not like when we get to the three people at the top of my list, it'll be a little bit more evident as why Richard is so further down the list than the other three. George, do you have evil dick? Yes. No, I do not. I, uh, I liked, uh, I mean, I thought he was okay, but I just didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't put him on the list. He, um, he, I, I think Danielle was better than him. Um, but well, for the most part, I would say, I mean, not trying to interrupt, but I mean, like she did come back and win the game. She came back again and went incredibly late in the game. What last season. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. that is a huge tip of the hat to her as well. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, he, 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 um, I just didn't. I didn't think he played very well. I, I, I just. I mean, I, while too he, mean. while he played kind of a bully role, and his name. <laughs> I mean, there are some that might say I would play a bully role, Amanda. Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't like the way he played. I, I didn't think it was a good way to play, in my opinion. Well, all right then. Not on my list. I can't overlook the fact too that he's probably got one of the most hilarious freaking nicknames in reality tv show history (laughs) yeah not just dick but evil dick (laughs) well i mean let's compare i mean you have evil dick on big brother and you know compare his nickname to that of johnny fairplay johnny fairplay not very freaking good i mean (laughs) evil dick dick is better than fairplay (laughs) i agree (laughs) Totally did not come out the way I wanted it to come out. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, good choice. Good choice. Uh, I did not have him and neither did George, but there you go. My number four, I don't think is going to be on either of your lists because I think George is going to say this person didn't play a good enough game. In case I don't really know, I just don't feel like he's your kind of player, but I, I could be wrong. Um, Yes, I said he. My number four is Tyler from season 20 and season 22. Um, I really liked Tyler. I liked, you know, the first time they had the level six alliance, uh, him and Casey, it was a really close vote. And I was glad Casey won that, but I actually would have been fine with either one of them winning. You know, he got America's favorite house guest. Um, His second time on was a little different. Um, there was a lot of controversy and you know my mom reads all the the blogs and the behind the scenes stuff and said that he did say some stuff that wasn't very good but he owned it and asked to be evicted but Christmas wouldn't put him up so ultimately because of that he made it a lot farther top and I love that him and Angela are together players. what I said top five least favorite big brother players you brought up the number one name I can't stand Tyler Christmas. No. Oh, Christmas. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Christmas was sometimes I liked her and other times I hated her. I just, I don't know. She was a hot mess for me. You know, I, I think the stuff between him and Davon was very, I liked that they were able to reconcile with each other and he was able to come back from that kind of depression and play the game. But she also had him evicted, which I thought was kind of ironic. So I don't know. I just liked Tyler. I thought he was a really good guy. You know, despite some mistakes he might have made, he was just, I think, one of the just best overall people to play the game. And he played a pretty good game. So you guys have Tyler? I do not have Tyler. I didn't think so. I kind of figured I'd be on my own on that one, but that's okay. You are an island unto yourself, your Royal Highness. Well, that is fine with me. All right, George, who you got for number three? So I know that um, this person will be on both of your lists. Okay. However, I think that you'll probably have them in number one or number two spot. Me? Uh, uh, no, I'm just saying, oh, okay. I don't. I think you guys will think that three is too low for this person, but I have my reasons. So we all know my number two was our, was Dan. Um, so my number three is Derek. Derek, I knew it. I know you're number one. <laughs> yes that's too low for Derek yeah see that's what I figured you would say Um, so is he your number one or is he your number two he's my number two Casey Casey's number two okay so there's three that you and I Mm -hmm. have in common uh, Amanda George wins George your number one is not on my list what we'll get there and I'm going to tell you he is the oh wow you that is unacceptable Okay. I have something amazing to tell you guys when we get to that. But anyway, okay. let's okay. talk about Derek. So Derek, obviously the only player in history not to be nominated and win. Uh, well, obviously and win. But um, the only player not to be nominated. He obviously, I, I still believe that Cody helped him just as much as he helped Cody. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's why I have Cody on the list as well. But the loyalty between those two... That's the biggest thing that I think you have to have within men with. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing you have to have in, in big brother is somebody that you can trust no matter what people come and tell you is being told about that they're saying or they're doing or whatever. You have to always know that you can trust them. And I think that it's like this season, right? With the cookout, they, even though, Derek hated Tiffany and Tiffany didn't like Derek and but and and people would come and say oh Tiffany's being shady or Derek's being shady and in the back of their mind they're probably going yeah they probably are but they had that blind trust Mm -hmm. for each of them that I think is required to win just because there's so much backstabbing so much conniving you're going to be told so many lies that sound true you're going to be told so many truths that sound like lies that you have to have somebody that no matter what is said you ignore it and you believe it and I think that's where Derek and Cody came into play obviously I think Derek is the better player between the two because he won and he never was nominated Um, but that's why he's on my list and he was able to hide the fact that he was a cop, which is not easy to do. Like nobody knew the whole season that he was a cop on the outside. Like right yeah, for the so, normally at some point your real job will always come out and right. be revealed somewhere in the season. And he literally went from day one to walking out the freaking door with five hundred thousand dollars right without anyone knowing he was a cop. 
And my comment about playing the game with honor, that's why Derek's my number two. He he did what he had to do, and I think definitely Cody maybe took a few of the shots for him, but he never really backstabbed anybody. He never like just totally blindsided somebody with mm-hmm. until until it was the end, you know? And, and I figured he would have been your number one. Um, so now I'm interested to know who your number one is because you're going to know. I, I don't have a, I don't know. If you don't, right. I'm going to be disappointed by the time we get there. Okay. All right. So Derek was my number two and he was Casey's number two. So nice. So Casey, who's your so number three? My number three. I almost kind of had issues with putting this one at number three because a lot of people may consider him to be a coattail writer. And I think to a certain extent, yeah, he probably was. But at the same time, when he had his season where he won, I don't think he was as much of a coattail writer as people are going to accuse him of being. And I think he and his partner in crime, his loyal ride or die, like as we were just saying, you have to have a loyal ride or die to win. It's probably the easiest way to do it. But my number three was a very early eviction in season two, and he won Big Brother All-Stars. It would be the half of Chilltown known mm. as Mike Boogie. Mike. Mike Boogie. That's who I thought you were talking about. So, yeah. So, like, I was, obviously, many, many people are going to accuse him of riding Will's coattails through the all-star season that he won and and even to a certain extent riding other people's coattails as well but i think the way i remember it is it was part of his manipulations to get himself in a position to be sitting in the final two and yeah he had help from will and the fact that will is a previous winner and yeah everybody was going to target him for early eviction like you know we were talking about earlier when you have a player like will obviously they're going to get all the attention in the world yeah so that kind of helped boogie's game but i kind of give him credit for the fact that uh when he left in big brother season two i mean he was i think like fourth out of the house that year and to come back literally like four years later from that season and to go all the way to the end and win the money you know it says a lot for him and the fact that you know well ultimately he and his partner in crime figured out the little intricate detail of it probably wasn't a smart idea to take will to the final two at all stars either yeah and it was what is a smart idea to put him on the jury where he might be able to convince a lot of angry house guests that realistically boogie's not as evil and unworthy at winning the money as you all think he is because will has a way with words he's yeah. very well spoken and he's a smart dude so well yeah he could sell a freaking eskimo a refrigerator <laughs> so so yeah george you look so, like dr claw right now three. sorry our our kitty cat's on the desk with george and he's like you're like dr claw style petting her um 
Okay, so this is where I have to tell you guys the thing that you may know or you may not already know, but I had no idea. I actually, Casey, I sent this to Brandy yesterday because I was talking to her about my list and I was like, oh my God, did you know this? Did you guys know that like a couple years ago, Mike was convicted of stalking Will? I did not know that. Yeah. That's wow. kind of That's kind of creepy. Yeah, I'll send you guys the article. I had no idea. I just happened to Google them because I was thinking about I was contemplating putting Mike in my top five and yeah, I guess like after big brother, he kept trying to convince him to do like, he wanted him to go on other shows with him and just like, Mike's a little unhinged. So I could kind of see that, but yeah, he was like convicted of stalking him and had to pay all of Will's legal fees and like all this other stuff. I had no idea about that. Can you say bye-bye $500,000? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and on top of it, it was like 25,000 how... that he had to pay. But well, still, still. But yeah. that's, that's crazy. That, that I mean, I loved them, though. I loved I, I loved Mike Boogie and Will together. I, you know, when they used to get in the diary room and do the whole phone, the phone <laughs> ring call ring. thing, that was that was the best. Like, Hilarious. Like, Caller ID, Mike Boogie, what's up? Yo, what's up, man? So check this out. You ready for the latest? Sure. I think I just formed a sub-alliance between us and James from S6 and Danielle, the girl we tried to vote out the first week. This is Mike Boogie? Yeah, they're going for it. <laughs> Somebody get these fools a blindfold because they're in the dark. That I I equate that very closely to some of the things that happened this season when in the diary room someone would be like, oh, you know, Tiffany and I, we got this plan and we're going to get these people out. Like, you know, anybody, when... When mm-hmm. Claire, she would get in there and say that, or or anybody would say, "We got a plan. We're working together. We're going to get this person out." And it's like, "No, you're not. No, <laughs> you you have no idea." And that's that's what Mike Boogie and and Will would do. Except for, I think they took it even a stronger step further because they, they would actually get, did it. Yeah, and, but they would get people to do stuff that for they them. had no that they had no business doing for them. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, this season they. People thought they were in on on board and were doing stuff, and it was just not. They had no say so in it. But that season, they would convince people to do stuff that was like against anybody's rightful thinking, and it was. <laughs> I loved it. I loved both of them. Because even like I was like putting Will on the jury at number three as being the last jury member. It was part of the strategy of helping to calm the jury down before they got to finale. Yeah. But yeah, at the same time. They were manipulating the jury by doing that so mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. Will manipulated the shit out of that whole jury. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. And it was amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. I I was going to include one or both of them. I was actually going to put them together. And then that whole stalking thing just bummed me out. So I didn't include them. But yeah. If, now I realize that if I had known that, he probably would not have made. Well, that's list, why I didn't but... tell you guys. I didn't want to tell you until we were recording because I didn't want to like right that, George, it yep. wouldn't have mattered. Not like it didn't matter, but it you know, that's post well, big creepy. brother. It is creepy. So George, did you have Mike or just Will? I did not have Mike. <laughs> okay. All right. So my number three, we already established is a tie between Janelle and somebody else, and it was only because I couldn't exclude either one of them. The person tying with Janelle is, Hmm. has been on the show three times 
has been in three different showmances and married the last one. The first woman to beat a man in the final two, Nicole Franzel. I adore her. I love her so much. Do you think she was a good player, though? I mean, she seems like a nice person, but a good player? I think she was. I mean, the season 18, which was her second season, she didn't get nominated until day 91. Now, granted, some of that had to do with her being laying low more. Um, Because she's lame. I don't think so. I think... I think she is a good social player and I just, I really like her. Like she's just, I don't know. I thought, she, I mean, she's been on the show three times. Um, you know, True. she came in third place in the last one. She was in the first season. She was evicted twice. <laughs> like she got evicted and then came back and then got evicted again. So clearly people thought she was a threat. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I don't know. I can't. She's, she's the one that married Victor. Yes. She's okay. I want to see their kids. Yeah. I didn't think you would have Nicole either. I just, you know that I really like her. I just, I think she's adorable. So that tells me that I was right. Only us only having three. Because I think I know you're number one. You must know it by now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Casey and I both had the same number two, which was Derek. So George, who's your number two? I had Dan. Oh, Dan. Dan. Okay. Yeah, I had Dan. All right, so we're down to number one, and And, I know uh, George's. Clearly, Amanda knows my number one. Yeah. Um, So I almost Casey should know it now too, but I I almost tag teamed them and put put him and Mike Boogie, but ultimately, I mean, Will is a superstar. Uh, He is so much of a superstar that they brought him back to act as a in the game host. Right. And and not just one time. Right. It's recurring. So I think that um, how can you not say he is the original manipulator? I mean, yeah, he he owns it to to your guys' point to Casey, to your point. They put Mm -hmm. him on the jury and all he did was manipulate the jury. (laughs) Yeah, it was the guy. (laughs) The guy is the smoothest talker. He can he can manage people's emotions people's personalities he can get people to do what he wants them to do i.e in his season that he won i just the guy's a superstar so you cannot deny and i'm disappointed in you amanda that he's not on your list then i thought so why haven't i had that motivation and i thought it was because i really liked everyone here but then i realized it was the opposite of that i can't find an individual to hate because I hate you all. There's no one I hate more than anyone else. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask to be removed from this game by you all. Now, if you refuse to kick me out, I will be throwing every competition, I will throw every HOH, I will throw every POV, and I will throw every food competition. George is on slop, and I will do the best I can to ensure that we all are on slop. Don't use it. Vote me out. Back to you, George. Oh, he's number one on mine. (laughs) But here's where we differ and what I was saying about the lists. If we're doing top five best players, Will's definitely on that list and probably number one. He wasn't my favorite person. I just, you know. You don't like the manipulation. I, I thought... 
uh, he's an amazing game player. Like I have to give it to him, but I thought it was a little much. So if we're doing who should be considered top five best players, for sure, Will's probably number one and then Derek's number two. I just don't really like Will that much. So I didn't pick him, but I totally agree with what you're saying. My whole thing about the time that we were going back and talking about doing this episode, I literally was, that was when I got my Paramount subscription and I went back and was starting to watch the original seasons. George, we need to do this. Casey's rewatching the whole thing from the beginning. We've got to do this. That would be fun. Skip season one. Yeah. It was literally season one. I totally forgot. was like a five night a week. 70 episode long season Uh, you it will take every freaking it'll take months for you to get through that season back when julie chan moonvez was just julie Julie chan Chan. (laughs) she only became moonvez after her husband sexually assaulted somebody so there you go (laughs) exactly but no i mean when i got to what because i totally had forgotten a lot of the stuff from season two because it's been Mm -hmm. 20 some years Right. Well, no, it's been 20 years since it happened because season two was wrapping up as 9-11 happened. Right. So, um, but no, I totally had spaced off some of the key details and the fact that every member of Chilltown was out the freaking door literally by the fifth eviction and Will was on his own the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, obviously he was doing something significant because everybody else left in that game. The easiest thing to do would have been to put him up and send yeah. him out the freaking door. And he got put up a couple of times and avoided eviction every freaking time. Yeah. He's that freaking good. He's a phenomenal no player. I mean, I... I have a. I went back and forth between him and Derek as to which one I'd put as one and two, because Derek is that damn good too. I yeah. mean, to go all the way through a season and win without ever sitting on the block until final two, then. And I yeah. would put Derek over Will because of that, and because of the honor that he played the game with. Again, not getting mad at Will for what he did. I mean, he's a great player he's got a great social game he's you know got a good physical game he's definitely i think arguably everybody considers him one of the if not the greatest big brother player of all time so i'm with you guys on that i just don't like him (laughs) i the way i feel about will is and i'm probably going to get a lot of hate for making this statement but to me will kirby dr will is to Big Brother what Richard Hatch was to Survivor. Richard, Ooh, I don't Hatch, think I agree with that. Yeah, I didn't really like Richard. I, I'm not. I, I hated him with a freaking passion, but in a lot of ways, a lot of the things he did in season one helped define how the game would be played for many seasons to come afterwards. So true. I've never watched the first season of Big Brother. I didn't start watching until season two, and I just never went back and watched it. It don't did so. no <laughs> yeah. no no negative four out of five stars for season one of <laughs> Big Brother. So okay, yeah. so pass, 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 pass. But yeah, George so. and George and Casey had their. You guys had two. George yes. and I had three. Casey so, and I have only had one. 
No, we've had two because you had Derek at number two. No, one because yeah, you didn't I, include Dan. Okay. Yeah, so, Dan was on my long list. So if you take my uh, my original guess of Amanda and I three and Casey and I two, it looks like I was the winner again. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> I mean, it's like every time I come on your show, I win. I, well, to fully secure the win, I have a question for you that I need an immediate answer. Uh-huh. What color are Science Boy's pants? <laughs> <laughs> they are fuchsia. They are not. No, I was just making that up. Yeah. Because we all know what the correct answer is. Do we? They're tan, right? Or khaki or that's what I thought they were. <laughs> I don't George one George is the one that wrote the question, so he should yeah. know. True, yes, true. That that is accurate. All right. So George, don't say it, but you know my number one now, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, does the fact that I'm introducing it with an audio clip help you know who it is? <laughs> I Yes, it, okay. it does. Well, I, already, I already knew who it was. but I, That's what I'm saying. I knew you would know as we got further down the list. Casey, you're going to know, but I just, just know that I knew George would know. <laughs> okay, I'm here we go. I'm so freaking puzzled at this point, but go ahead. Are you lying? I'm probably going to feel like a dumbass when you hit the play button on this audio clip, but you go already ahead. said it, but okay. Yeah, I was going to say. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. <laughs> Flurries, better grab a life vest. <laughs> yeah, I got an F word for this freaking revelation, but it ain't floaters. Okay, my number one is the amazing Rachel Riley. And I know what you're going to say. She's obnoxious. She's ridiculous. That's not cool, Casey. Um, That's why okay. I didn't verbalize what I was doing. And I just did it so that we all could freaking see it. <laughs> I think we can all understand that Rachel is a very... Rachel is Rachel. Somewhat absurd human being. But honestly, what? What? she has a good heart. She was a phenomenal competitor. And yeah, she was kind of a bitch, but she did what she needed to do when she needed to do it. And I mean, okay, so season 13, which was her second season, she was nominated five times and she still managed to win. That's pretty incredible. Um, she's tied with a few other people for the most head of households. She has won every endurance competition she has ever competed in in both seasons. So... And yeah, she's ridiculous. Like she annoys people. I get it. But if you. I theoretically could come up with my own audio clip, but <laughs> oh my God, how often did we have to listen to the freaking tears and the high pitched screeching whenever yeah. Brendan got freaking voted out? Yeah. But and I love still, their they're relationship. They're still married, right? I think they are still married. married. They have two uh -huh. kids. Like they're adorable. Get her and. Rob and Amber are like the reality show anomaly. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, probably I mean, Jeff and Jordan. Yeah, uh, Jeff and Jordan, which were close to being on my list. Jeff and Jordan. So I was surprised that they were not on your list. I I, expected I was very them, close. I was very close. I expected close. them to be on your list. I almost put her in a tie with Nicole instead of Janelle, but I was like, you just can't leave Janelle off. But right. So I will say there was a there was a little reality show about their wedding. It was like a say yes to the dress kind of thing about Rachel and Brendan. And then, of course, they were on Amazing Race together. And 
the thing I like about them is like, this goes back to Monica and Chandler for a minute when they're talking about Monica being high maintenance. And he's like, it's okay that you're high maintenance. Cause I like being the one that maintains you. Like that's exactly their relationship. He talks her off the ledge, but she's still strong enough to like stand up for whatever. It, she's a ridiculous personality, but I'm here for it. I love her. And yeah, she's a little annoying, but she's epic. Offended by the fact that you compare them to Monica and Chandler, but it's true. I can't yeah. deny it. And you cannot lie when you say floaters grab a life vest is not the most iconic quote that has ever come out of Big Brother. Like, it just is. Or, I mean, come on. Best quote to ever come out of Big Brother. Or nobody better come between me and my man. Nobody better come between me and my man. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna get between me and my man. And then I love that Brendan saved, you know, helped save her so that she could win that season. And he honestly, sacrificed himself on the altar of love. Yeah, because that was the thing. Season 12, she was really annoying and not that great of a player. Season 13, when they came back as the duos, he got voted out early and that gave her the chance to like really shine as a competitor and not because be worried about the petty bullshit with him. Yeah, they weren't riding each other's coattails and you right. can't have people that, oh, well, she's only making it because of Brendan or Brendan's right. only making it because of Rachel or blah, 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 blah. I knew you guys were going to be mad about Rachel, but I don't care. I'm not mad. I'm not mad about it. I mean, I think she deserves to be in the discussion. She's just not in the discussion for me. Right. And, and again, I will agree 100% she's not, with your husband. Yeah. She's not a top five player, I don't think. She might kind of toe the line for the number five spot, but she's a top five of the people that I liked overall the best, even though she was annoying. I just thought she's really outspoken and really, you know, yeah, nobody better come between me and my man. And you think that's all stupid bullshit, but look at them now. However, 10 plus years later still married so yeah, like, and they yeah. make beautiful children and you know they do whatever so yeah yeah well and they've literally if i remember correctly the year that they were on the amazing race literally were melting down left and right at every yeah. freaking turn and it's like their their marriage is not going to make it out of this right show. and here they are still today and that's been several years since that season happened full They're disclosure still- if George and I were forced to be on the amazing race, we'd probably get divorced after. Uh, there are just some people no. that are not meant to do that kind Here's of show together. We would never go on the amazing race never, together because never, I know, I know never. the outcome. <laughs> that would, would be like, let's sign the agreement to be on the show. And then right after that, sign our divorce decree. Cause yeah, yeah no, we would not do that. That yeah. is a terrible idea. I'm too competitive. To, I'm too competitive to compete in something that, I believe matters so much with someone I care about because, well, because my feeling, you know I can't keep up to your level. No, and then, no, that's not what I'm saying. And you're it's, too mean. It's because Brendan of my, was mean to her on amazing race. <laughs> it's because of my feelings about winning at all costs. And I know yeah. you don't have those same feelings. So when I'm ready to cut somebody's throat, you're like, Oh, let's buy him a pillow. And I'm like, <laughs> no, get out of my way. You're an idiot. And then you're going to be like, don't call me an idiot. And then it's going to go downhill from there. Right. So that's truly why I know it's not because I don't think you can't keep up. Um, it's because on I amazing think, race. I think that's why. Well, I couldn't keep up on amazing race. I'm too well, old. Big brother well, is different. The Amazing Race is 
probably one of the most, no offense to Survivor and Big Brother, but The Amazing Race is incredibly, I mean, in how long of a period of time you're literally traveling around the world Mm -hmm. with minimal, I mean, I can't speak for other people, but I know good and how well I can't sleep on a freaking airplane to save my life. <laughs> yeah, I can travel either. with George. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's I asleep fall, before the plane lifts off the ground. <laughs> I fall asleep before they shut the door. I get narcoleptic whenever I sit down, I put some headphones in, and I am asleep within less than a minute of sitting down in the seat. And I wake up when the plane hit touches down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not so bad the whole concept of taking off it's the way that everything feels when you're coming down out of the sky and yeah no yeah so what's the uh, right. honorable mentions here uh george you go first so i have um obviously i have jeff and jordan mm-hmm. i think we all probably have that group that duo if yeah. you may yeah um i think that i also have casey clark Mm-hmm. who I think annoyed me, but I thought she was pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty good. And then I have one person that I thought was a ridiculous, but I don't know that you guys even know who he is. And that's James Ryan from season six. He was who I thought they, so I, I appreciate season five. Um, Nikonis was the first person. Mm to Nicodemus to create the back door right and that is a huge thing that she created that to get Jace out but then they used it against James so James oh James okay I know who you're talking about James James was was voted out in a back door because he won the veto four of the five times he got to play in the veto Mm -hmm. the dude was you he was a cockroach you couldn't get rid of him he was awesome (laughs) And they finally got rid of him by by putting by doing a backdoor because they kept trying to put him up and get him out, and he just kept winning. Yeah. So um, he was he ultimately almost was in my top five. He was probably the closest to my top five. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I thought about James as well. So my honorable mentions, literally, if you look at my top five, it was all past winners. My honorable mm-hmm. mentions are pretty much with the exception of Dan are going to be my heartfelt favorites that I don't think a damn one of them won, but I've got guys like, and so just because of the whole, I love mob movies and the way he, you know, he's the meow meow <laughs> and talking about freaking yes. pulling up a hit Jersey style. And, you know, it Enzo. Was um, <laughs> meow meow. You've been on my podcast enough to know what my number two favorite movie of all time is, being Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So another of my honorable mentions will be Jedi Howie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked Howie. Okay, that's what you're talking about. And his patrolling the Big Brother house in the middle of the night with his (laughs) lightsaber. I did have a... um, I had Danielle from Big Brother Mm -hmm. Season 3. Just because I think she was an awesome player. I think she made some mistakes late in the game that ultimately ended up costing her and are now going to allow either Xavier or 
Aza or yeah, God. God, I hope not Big D to be the first African-American winners of Big Brother. I mean, seriously, I, it's got to be somebody better than that, but damn. Which is why I'm leaning on hopefully the fact that Xavier finds a way to correct some of the shit that he's done at the end. Because I would much rather... Well, true. But But. I I would much rather would have him get the freaking $750,000 check written over to him than either of the other two. So... Well, hopefully Kylan will recover from his feelings and be able to, because I think even though Kylan screwed over a lot of people in the jury, I think he'll still be able to, he kind of has that Dr. Will manipulation technique where he's able to talk to people and get them to be, if he doesn't freak out, he's able to get them on his level. So we'll see. But ultimately that's the problem is he freaking freaked out when X screwed him. I mean, I'll blame him. It was the heat of the moment. And he, I think that Kylan really thought, I have no doubt that Kylan would have taken X to the final two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I think that he was really hurt. And I understand that because, but also Kylan was the one to say, which is the thing I always say about big brother. And sometimes George and I differ on this. And sometimes we agree. If I'm sitting in the final two, I don't want to sit next to a floater. I want to sit next to somebody who played a good game. And if I beat them, I beat them. But I can also understand maybe the desperation of, of especially $750,000, like for Tiffany. Fuck She's a single mom. I, so five, even $500,000. I'm well, yeah. I'm, I get where you're coming from. And but I don't want to beat somebody because like I floated say, somebody to it, the end. Well, and I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I mean, ultimately, I would like to play the game and do the honorable thing and go up against somebody that I actually have to compete against to get the win. But at the same time, $500,000, $750,000, a million dollars, whatever prizes on that show, that's a lot of freaking money. I mean, that's But the problem was Kylan said that. He said that to the cookout and Hannah threw that in his face. You said you want to sit next to competitors. Why are you carrying... Derek and Aza, and she had a good point. So, yeah, you know. Um, okay, so one of my honorable mentions that nobody's mentioned yet is Vanessa, our, the poker player. The, oh. girl who, the blonde girl who always wore a hat and it was the poker yeah. player. I really liked yeah. her. She played a really good game. And then I'm going to go back super old school because, and technically they've done this twice now. So the, fir- the second time would be Liz and Julia, who, sh- who you guys might remember. Um, but Amanda and Samantha, it was the twin sister thing. I don't think it gets any better than two twins having to sub each other out in the house with nobody knowing. Yeah, I didn't like them personally. I didn't Which think one? they were Liz very and Julia. Good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think they either. were. I didn't think they were very good. But I thought that it was pretty cool that they could do that. And people were suspicious, but they didn't really know, right? right? I mean, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, well, and I think whenever suspicion popped up over that i think it immediately kind of had the kibosh put to it until it was actually revealed so well, they were the second ones to do it so yeah you know that's why well you go back to like amanda and samantha but i remember that happening i think so that's the same season that they did the whole like bringing somebody in to make you a duo but you don't know like i remember june i really liked her and they brought in her ex-boyfriend Mm-hmm. That I think that was that same season. So, mm-hmm. 
I think having to having to switch out with your twin and just having like five minutes in the DR to catch each other up. They made both sets of twins made it very far. And I thought that was I think they were switching. That's not the like game every, I signed up to play, but here you are. <laughs> you know, I think they all switched out like every three or four days. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a lot of stuff that you have to download into your partner. It's also a lot of time that you have been sitting by yourself, right? Because during those three days, they're in quarantine by themselves. On the off chance that, yeah, both of them could end up making the finale. Then, yeah, they have to be in quarantine so that, God, that would suck. Yes, it would. Yeah. And both sets made it until they were both part of the game, which I also thought was cool. So, all right, you guys. Well, that was awesome. Um, Other than Casey and I. Um, you guys got your predictions correct, and I, George, I did not yes. expect you to have Janelle. Um, I definitely thought we were going to have Dan and Derek. So yeah, we good job, you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, George, thanks for actually being on the show without trying to make us losers. Next time we'll do a uh, uh, Big Brother trivia, and it's like, Ooh. what what color of shorts did Jace wear on the thirty second <laughs> day? <laughs> Ugh. Oh god! Because I hate it when they get to this point at the end of the game where it's they start so, asking. It's so ridiculous. What day did X, yeah. Y, and Z happen? It's like I remember it happening. I don't know what the hell day number it was. And I'm watching it, and uh, yeah, but it's like they can't even. They can't do pen and paper. They can't take right. notes. I don't know how they remember this stuff. Well, I think when they did it just the other night this year, I think. Like everybody got like ninety eight percent of the questions mm-hmm. right the first so time. Like, I think like, they help each other out. How are you, well? I mean, I get the fact that you have you know twenty four hours a day, and you know you're only allowed to sleep a certain number of hours. I mean, there's a whole lot of fine print written into their contracts, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I get it because otherwise, what else are you going to do in a house? You're going to lay in bed and sleep, right? Yep. Or you know. You You're like, that's not entertaining. Get up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, all right. That was that was awesome. And um, I will try to get this dropped on Tuesday. That way people can listen before the finale. Um, I think the season's been really interesting. I'm a little disappointed at how it's turned out, but I do think it will this go down probably in history. Been one of the hardest seasons for me to watch. And up until recently, I it's been hard to pick somebody to root for. I generally find somebody like night one or night two mm-hmm. and that's my ride or die for the year right but yeah, and we do that too is, yeah i've been on xavier and kylan's uh boat until this until what's happened recently that's that's where i was at yeah was xavier or kylan yeah those were and, the two i thought were kind of early especially once they got rid of the whole four teams thing right, right. And, and they had the cookout in spite of that. That's what's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And hats off to the six of them for doing what nobody else has been able to do in I mean, 21 for, years of Big Brother. First six-person alliance to make it to the end. And obviously the first all-person of color or, well, really, they're all black. So Because I could have, like, Alyssa, yeah. why, why wouldn't Alyssa include in that? I don't know what her ethnicity is, but she's not completely white but regardless i think i think the cookout is an interesting social construct because on the one hand 
you got all of the black people in the house to the final six. So that's pretty epic. And obviously it's going to be the first black person to win big brother. So that's like a milestone, mm-hmm. but also next season are all the different people of color in the house going to come together and go, well, yes, we want to further ourselves as a group, but also do we want to carry floaters who contribute nothing to the game? Right. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next season. Because well, regular season, Derek and Aza aren't there. Well, right. and that's it all boils down to, to partially what the network does by way of casting. Right. Right. What happens if they put six Latin Americans in the house with everybody else? Are right. They gonna freaking line up and you know <clears throat> name themselves the freaking I'm not. No, I'm not. No, no, <laughs> because I don't want to racial stereotype, but you get where I'm going with this, though. Yeah. Are they going to try and do that? Well, they just a... need to be more diverse. I mean, honestly, this season is all almost completely white and black people, with the exception of Derek X and Alyssa, which whatever her ethnicity is. Um, so it's like mix it up more. Like it used to be mostly white people and you get a few like Hispanic or black people or Indian people like, you know, just mix it up more. I mean, and then that way you don't have to group together six people who may or may not be good at the game just to ensure a black person wins because it's never happened. So I think, I think the future of the game is going to be interesting after this. That was probably the most frustrating part for me because literally when you put six people together with the express reasoning of we're six people, nobody of our, race has ever won big brother it's gonna come across as very dominating if you can if you can keep everybody on the same page it can be a very dominating situation and it's like my personal thought is that cbs knew that would happen and thought they wouldn't be able to pull it off i think they they set that in motion on purpose they said let's get so many black people let's get them together and see how they blah 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 so they proved them wrong, and I think it's awesome, but I think it's also a, a lesson to, you know, they've done good with like, okay, we're going to include people of different sizes and people of different ages, but mostly this cast has been white up until the last, like majority, not fully, yeah. but like majority. So I get where they're coming yeah. from, but at the same time, okay, next year, mm. if I'm, I can't speak for people, but if I was of ethnicity, and I wanted to work with people of my same ethnicity, I also would not be happy of bringing somebody to the end who contributed in no way to the game other than their skin color. So I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly. what happens next time. I agree. And that's Big Brother. Expect the unexpected. Exactly. <laughs> and we should have so, threw that into uh, the Mad Libs, the Sip Libs. But you first. Wrap up your but first. <laughs> Before you let us all go, because I don't want you to forget again, I would like to extend an invitation to your husband to come on an evening at the movies and help us discuss his one of his all-time favorite movies of all time in November, being Back to the Future. Don't we have to take a shot every time he says evening at the movies? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my Clink. He does listen. He has listened to every one yes. of the episodes. I do. He's a good husband. Mm-hmm. I'll keep him around. So, or uh, yeah, I can even qu- I can start quoting things like you just went clink. 
on the, a couple of episodes, yep. uh, Jennifer was a little drunk and was like, chink. Chink. <laughs> We're like, you uh, mean clink? <laughs> Junk Jen is my favorite. All right. Yeah, we need to get George on an evening at the movies. But in the meantime, um, invitation is extended. You don't necessarily have. No, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in for it. But uh, definitely, we can do another trivia night when I win again. (laughs) We've already planned a trivia, and you and Jen are not invited. Not not the one that we have coming up. No, I'm I'm not going to be made to look like a fool on Nightmare on Elm Street trivia. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I could do. I don't know that I could do that though, because I don't like that movie. Um, So I I can't do a horror. I have to do something that I'm at least somewhat interested in. Because like with Friends, I went and watched a bunch of episodes. I'm not like super Friends person like Amanda is, but I will go and watch episodes. Right? I would have to have something I could go and watch. You watched enough to know that. Ooh, let me pick out these little minute details and see if I can. He's like, I'm on my lunch break. Let's write down Science Boy's pants color. I really did. I would on my lunch break. I would go watch Friends because it's on. It's on every day during lunch. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working from home, I'll go in and watch uh, an episode and a half or so of Friends while I'm eating lunch. And so I just started taking notes. <laughs> By the way, thank you, Amanda, for vetoing that question before it even got into the game. <laughs> I think I yeah. probably would have had a heart attack if that had popped up. Yeah, I was like, bro, you can't do that. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Uh, Um, But yeah, so Casey has us coming up on... I will say this. It was fun. I appreciate it. But I think Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween trivia, we need to definitely find 100% impartial. Right. Well, you know what's interesting? You're talking about being impartial. George is my husband. Jen has been my friend for 15 years. If they and were going to be impartial, it back. should have been on my side, but it wasn't. It was on yours. What the actual fuck have I done wrong in my life? For they helped you. Too. So that's that's my <laughs> point. Is they <laughs> they that's helped not you. The point. That's not the point. It's not a lie. The fact that I sent Jedi vibes out into the universe <laughs> and they both received them and bought into and were drinking the Kool-Aid. That works. Well, I sent vagina vibes out to my husband, and apparently even that didn't work. So I got nothing. <laughs> uh, real quick before we sign off, um, quick fire, one word answer. Let's do it. Who's going to win this season of Big Brother? George. Uh, Xavier. Casey. Multiple word answer. I'm rooting for Xavier. My gut tells me Big D. Rule breaker. Hey. I don't care. That's how i feel i agree with your sentiment i will support Uh, xavier to win but i have a gut feeling something's gonna happen and my one word answer is Derek. it's not who i want to win but my one word answer is big d's gonna win so we're gonna see what happens i hope you and i are wrong same as long as it's not aza i'm okay yeah (laughs) uh all right, you guys. Well, thanks for doing this. And I'm excited to see the end of Big Brother. And I will get this up hopefully before the finale. And yeah, let's all have a good week. God willing. And uh, to everybody else, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Goodbye.